I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. I am Jeff Hardman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you as always for another episode of, like I said, the flagship, BTSC flagship, standard is a standard. Joining me as always, my man, Lance Williams. How you doing, Lance? I'm doing okay, Jeff. A little under the weather. And speaking of the flagship, you have a flag behind you now. Yes, yes. Did some moving around in the house. I have a little office to myself now, so did a little decorating. I've got my Ben Roethlisberger fat head in front of me. You can't see that right now. That, that's but, uh, a fat head, too, right now. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you, does the no, head no, expand? It was... Does it expand? <laughs> As he, as he gets heavier, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm looking at it, and it's probably dates back to 2005. So he's much thinner, and okay. he's a little bit more athletic, probably. But uh, if you were to get a fat head now, I wonder what it looked like just him standing on the sideline with this giant beard and his face all bloated. And I don't know. It'd be great if it was interactive. Like if he ate, it grew. <laughs> if he lost weight, it would get smaller. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Do we really want an interactive Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> fan? Anyways, welcome to everyone that's watching us live on YouTube in the live chat. We appreciate our little community, which is a growing community. Uh, we are almost to 5,000 subscribers. We're, we're getting there. We are getting there. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, like this video. We appreciate all the love and support there. But let's get right to things, Lance. As we always do on the standard, as a standard during the season, we want to talk about... <coughs> Oh my gosh, the game that was. So they just beat the Cleveland Browns. We talked about that a lot in our post-game show Sunday night. But as the dust has settled, what are your thoughts on the on, on the last game? There are a lot of positives. But of course, you know, we always talk about winning and correcting. I look at the defensive side of football. 
you know, one of the things that jumps out at me is that this defense has to start a little bit faster, um, given that the fact that you have a Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges, you know, a really inexperienced quarterback starting. You, you really want to give that guy a little bit of comfort so he can ease himself into games and not be pressured in terms of trying to make up leads. So they could support him a little better in that respect, starting out a little faster. And the one thing that showed up to me, beyond all of the superlatives, uh, the tackling is still a little bit inconsistent. And they're having some trouble dealing with bunch formations, Um, defending bunches, who has who coming out of the bunch, who should, you know, it's just small stuff. If they could deal with the bunch stuff a little bit better, um, then the sky's the limit, and they've already are touching the sky as it stands right now because this defense is playing really well. Clean up the tackling, clean up the bunch formation stuff, get out a little hotter, a little faster, uh, and, and give Devlin this offense a chance to score first and not have to chase the game, so to speak. Well, let me ask you this. You said the bunch formation is an issue. What is the main malfunction, if you want to call it that? I would say communication. But is it one player in particular? I think it's a position in particular. It tends to be the inside linebacker position, be it mm-hmm. Bush or be it Barron. Who's passing off what route to who? Got it. And uh, there was the play, if, if people have game pass, is take a look at the touchdown pass to Kareem Hunt. That was a case where they messed up their assignments. Kareem Hunt. It's a nice route. It's a nice route too. Nice design, but yeah. they had enough defenders to defend the play had they communicated that well and passed off the routes properly. So clean that up. Start off a little hotter, a little faster, um, and, and we'll see. I thought that the Steelers showed. Um... A lot of good adjustments, and this is something that I wanted to get your take on. I think it was Joe Hayden maybe that said it after the game that at halftime, Mike Tomlin was literally going to high school head coach and drawing X's and O's on the board about this is, you know, this is what we need to do here. This is what we need to do there, and it worked. The adjustments worked. Offensive, or the, the uh, coaching staff looks great, but uh, I, I just I, I thought they were – a resilient group. I thought that uh, you go down 10 nothing, rookie quarterback, it would be easy for the team to fold. But let me uh let me ask you this now that the dust is settled like I said before. Offensively, if it weren't for the 2 minute drive to end the half, do you think they ever would have aired out the offense the way that they did? I think it would have been tough. I think it would have been tough. Circumstances definitely helped that offense out, but you got to take advantage of them and they did. And uh, but yeah, it I think it would have been tough. I think that getting in rhythm at the end of the first half, that was absolutely necessary. Okay, now I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals game coming up in Week 14. But my question now is, does the way that Duck Hodges performed in Week 13 impact how Randy Feetner and the game plan will be in Week 14? It should. It should. But do you think it will? No. on the road on the road and it may not be a hostile environment because there are a ton of Steeler fans in Arizona and it's the type of game where you know if you're living in the back east or you're living in the east coast it's getting cold it's starting to snow this is a game you may have had penciled on your calendar to go out and, and take a little vacation in the winter to go out to Arizona play some golf do whatever there's going to be a host of Steeler fans at that game, but on the road, 
you know, in hostile territory and in, in, in a different building, I think they're really going to be conservative and really try to pound out that run game and really put him in some positions to succeed yeah. and, and not throw him to the wolves, so to speak. That makes me want to puke because that offense is awful when that happens. But I got to show some love to Felicia, who's a longtime viewer of the show. She put $2 in the tip jar. She said, poor Jeff. I know you hate that week 15 was flexed. I do hate that the week fi- week 15 game against the Buffalo Bills, which was scheduled to be a 1 o'clock start, which means happy Jeff gets to go to bed at normal time. Now it's bumped back to 8.20. Now Jeff's talking about taking off on Monday. <laughs> <Just speaking>. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you on vacation anyway? At that not point? yet. Not yet. Right. I, got that. I have that week. I have that whole week, and then I'm on vacation. So I might be taking a little – three-day weekend those night games just kill me man they just kill I, me. I, I know they do I, i'll be on vacation so maybe you can channel you're my on west, you're on the west coast what does it matter <laughs> <laughs> yes but i will okay. be in my inner zen mode yeah you will i'm sure you want to talk about marquise pouncey he came he was activated off the roster this week and he was speaking to the media today for the first time this is wednesday when this was being recorded live he had some interesting comments to say why don't you go ahead and talk about that yeah, when I when I looked at his comments, he said he understood that the NFL was trying to make a statement, but he said the fight was worth it. Like the money he paid, what he did, like it was well worth it. Like he like he basically came off with the attitude that, you know, if this happens again, I'm going to do it again and it's going to be well worth it. I have no regrets. He was actually smiling in the interview like, yeah, it was worth it. Like I'll do this again if he swings a helmet if Somebody swings a helmet at my teammate. I'm going to stomp the dude out and punch him in the face. Like, we're, we're going to do this again. And he actually laughed uh, with about DeCastro being fined as a peacemaker. He kind of laughed like, you should have been punching him too. So at least, um, you know, you had to <laughs> you pay money. You would have got your money's worth. <laughs> you would have got your money's worth. You should have punched and stomped him out just like me. He, he, was, pretty, he was pretty jovial about it. Uh, my perspective is, I mean, look, I want to take the kind of collared shirt corporate approach well you know you put your team in harm's way you only have a certain amount of games no no i'm from manchester he should have stomped and pounded that dude out he should have did worse actually and 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 in retrospect it would have been nice if filer and DeCastro had it all looked like a royal rumble and they would have been stomping him out in the end zone the funny thing is, is that, you know, I compare BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is not my website, but I run the website. I compare it to the major media outlets when it comes to stories that are written. And so when Marquise Pouncey released these comments today, it didn't even blip on my radar. If he would have said something else, I would have been like, whoa, what's going on with Pouncey? Because if he would have said anything but, look, I knew what I was doing and I would do it again. If you've been following this team, you know that's what he's going to say. You know that's Marquise Pouncey. You know that's that that's how he rolls. He's always been that way. And so when I see like ESPN, they're running all these stories about Pouncey said he doesn't. I there's no one that follows this team would think anything less. Basically, you know the, you know, the only thing that would have been newsworthy if he'd have said, "Man, I should have DDT'd him. Oh. <laughs> I should have hit him with a flying elbow drop like Dusty Rhodes. Well, but you know, he, he was asked about the racial slur allegation, and he said, "Look, you all have been around Mason enough." He, he said, "Basically, essentially, do you, do you think we would have done that if no. 
if you think we would have gone to his back, they would have let him get beat up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'd have let him get beat up. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, he deserves this. Hit him, Miles. They would have stepped back and let Miles clean him up a little bit. Then they would have pulled Miles back. Yeah. It, you know, that's what they would have done. So, you know. But Pouncey's back. BJ Finney goes back to his role as the main primary interior backup on the offensive line. And it uh, seems like right now all is right with the world. I said this in an article that ran Monday about the injuries. And I'm sorry, it was the article when Pouncey was taken off the suspend, suspended list. You know, he had been dealing with a nagging injury. I think it was an ankle. This two-week break, although not good, they did win both games. Finney played well. Might have been just what the doctor ordered for the stretch run for Marquise Pouncey. Now, I do want to get to Kyle Smith here. He puts $5 in the tip jar. He says, first dealer's game hype. He's a fan in Arizona. Was excited to see Ben at least once before he retired, but oh well. Still excited for the team. Do you, yeah, I don't care. I've I've seen I've never seen a regular season game away from Heinz Field. I've been to preseason games away from Heinz Field. I honestly think that when you go to a different stadium, you <laughs> You you see a bunch of Steeler fans everywhere you go, but it's kind of like a band of brothers. You see everyone, and you're like, uh, you, you always kind of flock together. I it's guess. a great experience. It's 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 definitely a great experience. I've been to. I've seen a game in MT Bank. I've seen a game in Candlestick. I've seen a game in Oakland. Several games in Oakland. Several games in the Stick. Um, MT Bank. They're great. They're ab- now, absolutely great. On. I want to talk about this MT Bank. What year was that, roughly? Ballpark. Um, this was the year when the Steelers, Cordell Stewart, were starting, and oh, the Steelers beat. Uh, this is when Bobby Shaw caught the touchdown pass. I think the slant. And I think the Steelers beat the Ravens three times that year, and I know Cordell beat them thirteen to three. This was the year after the after they won the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens. So okay, I was there. I think it was 2001, 2002. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Okay, so the the hatred wasn't really there yet. No, no, it was bad. It was bad. Was it bad? Oh, it was really bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I tough, have heard, I have heard horror stories of that stadium. I've never been there. I've always sworn, even living in Maryland, that I'll never go there because of the things that I've heard. Now, I know that Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield have both been to M and T, and they have their own. Uh, they have their own share. Oh, well, the reason why I didn't see that play in, in keeping with the wrestling theme, it was because a Steeler fan had a Raven fan by the neck holding holding him against the wall and slapping him upside his head, and nobody could get out of the bathroom. So I missed that whole play. In fact, I missed probably half the fourth quarter because it was a Pier 6 brawl in the bathroom, and nobody could get out. It was this buff Steeler fan that looked like he could lift a house was just beating up Raven fans in the bathroom. <laughs> and we were just all in there like, wow, dude, like we appreciate this, but, but we want to go see the game. Can you at least beat him up outside the bathroom, please? The worst story I heard was when a Raven fan hit a pregnant woman. And I was like, I'm, I can't, I can't do yeah, that. That's, I, couldn't, that's, that's... I couldn't be there because I would be put behind bars if I saw that. But anyways, um, all right, enough of the away talk. Let's get into a segment because, you know, people that don't know this, when Lance and I are figuring out what we want to talk about, getting the rundown together, we'll text each other back and forth. And so we were talking about headline opportunities for this episode, and we were talking about different story ideas. And Lance probably sent me like three or four ideas that were all based around Duck Hodges. And I was like, oh, good Lord. Okay, enough of the Duck Hodges stuff. Let's talk about the team. But we're going to have a Duck Hunt segment here. <laughs> we're going to call it our... Quiet time, baby. Quiet time. <laughs> Come on. 
The quack attack is back, Jack, for those Mighty Duck fans out there like myself. Okay, two main questions based around Devlin Hodges. Feel free to answer these in the live chat as we're talking about them. Love to see or hear or read your feedback. The first one is, now Devlin Hodges was named the starter for Week 14. Mike Tomlin did say that it's probably a week-to-week scenario. Should he remain the starter for the rest of the season? What are your thoughts? I think so. I, I definitely. I mean, if you if you win football games and you play relatively well in those games, you should remain the starter. I, I mean, you start to build some camaraderie with your guys. You start to build a level of comfortability. Um, you start to learn how guys run their routes. You know, the offensive line figures out how to block for you. He should absolutely remain a starter. Um, and I don't think it should be week to week. I, I think he should be given. I don't think the lease should be, you know, super long like it would be for, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. But I think he's earned the right to play bad and not be pulled. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I think that he should get the same leash that Mason Rudolph had. Because if you got to remember, Mason Rudolph was winning football games. It wasn't pretty. They were winning correct. We said that a lot during his time as a quarterback. He was not turning the football over, but then things, things turned south, whether it was the concussion, whether it was the four interception game on Thursday night football, and then it was the horrible start against the Bengals in week 12. I think that Devlin Hodges will get the same leash. If he can prove that week I gave it the week. week 13 was not an aberration, but the new norm, especially the second half, he'll be fine. He would, there's no need to change, but if he starts playing poorly, you might want to, th- I wouldn't be shocked if he plays poorly, they would go back to Mason Rudolph. I'm not expecting that to happen, but I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if he plays poorly, that that would happen. So next question, you said that he should remain the starter. I agree with you. Can Devlin Hodges, now this is just from an offensive standpoint. I know that Bo in the live chat said um, about the defense winning them football games. I think that's pretty clear at this point. But can Devlin Hodges do enough offensively to get this team to the postseason? Yes, I believe so if he does not turn the football over. If he does not turn the football over and if he comes with a philosophy of a punt at times, is just as good. I think the combination of the defense and the kicking game and him sprinkling in some plays can get them to the playoffs, particularly if they continue to run the ball as well as they have or or better like they have in the last couple of weeks. I, I think I, I think Devlin Hodges, the way he plays, I think he can do it because he will take some shots and some chances that maybe Mason Rudolph may not do. And I think he plays with a little bit more swag and a little bit more confidence. And I think you see a little bit of a difference in the juice in the offense when he is the starter. So I think if he could not turn the ball over, I think he could possibly lead them to a playoff. 
because I think they only need to win two more games to get to the playoffs, in my opinion. So you think nine and seven will get them in? I think nine and seven will get them in. And so your confidence in Duck Hodges is that based more around their final four opponents or about his ability as a quarterback? It's probably their final four opponents. I think they can beat the Cardinals and the Jets. And hopefully, I would hope so. <laughs> and, and, and I think, and I'm hoping that the Ravens will have nothing to play for that second matchup. I can't, I can't think of a scenario barring the Patriots completely folding, which I don't see happening, that they wouldn't be playing for the number one seed. Yeah. The Ravens. However, I mean, the Patriots have a tough matchup against Kansas City this weekend. So possibly. Uh, Baltimore's got to go to Buffalo this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be tough. That's two tough games. That, that, so, that, that... I mean, there's there's tough games for both of these teams. But after after this game, the, the Patriots eases off a bit. But, um, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've thought about that as well. But going back to the question, Devlin Hodges absolutely is good enough to win them. We talked about it on our show in the post game. Basically, he just has to get the offense to twenty points. Am I right? Yes, I, but but if he really, if you want to win with a little bit of comfort, twenty four. Okay, but if you can get him to twenty, especially when you look at the teams that they're about to play, should be good enough to get you the W. Should be enough to get you into the postseason. In the final part of our quack attack segment, the duck hunt segment, if he gets in, if they get in. Is Devlin Hodges good enough to win a playoff game? No. Oh. No. Uh. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. so no, no, no. Let's break this down. Let's take the time and break this down. So let's look at the teams that they could possibly be playing in the first round of the postseason with the wild card. They're not going to win the division. The Ravens would have to have their half of their team get hurt. Okay, so the Steelers are going to either play the Kansas City Chiefs, or okay. a combination of the Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, or Indianapolis Colts, mainly the Titans or the Texans. So as of right now, as of right now, the, the higher seeded team is where they would go. So they, they they're sixth seed, they'd go to the three. That depends on who is the three. Right now, I believe it's, it's probably gonna be the Chiefs. Right now it's the Chiefs. Houston Texans. All right, because they had a tiebreaker against Kansas City. Because Houston beat Kansas City, I think. Yeah, they had a tiebreaker. They did. Right. They did. So if it's Houston, they'd have to go to Houston. You're telling me this to, that the Steelers couldn't go to Houston, Devlin Hodges couldn't beat Houston? I'm gonna think that. I mean, I would say that they're a considerable underdog against anybody in the playoffs, just because of the separation in the in, in the quality of the quarterbacks. I mean, you're going up against the best of the best quarterbacks in the playoffs, and I think. Because of that, I would not make them a favorite. I would not suggest they would. Well, win. Hell no, they're not going to be favorited. I, I, don't think, I, I don't think they beat any of those teams in the playoffs. The only team I think they would beat would be the Colts because they already beaten the Colts and possibly the Titans. But if the Titans get in, they'd have to get in because they win a division, right. but they probably aren't. So if the Titans were in, the Steelers wouldn't be in. So that's a team that I think they could beat, but they wouldn't probably play. In, in this scenario, because Houston will probably win that division. Um, no, I, I'd say they'd lose to any team that's going to the playoffs. I disagree. I think they can win a wild card game. 
<laughs> Homer and Hater, folks. Homer and Hater show. <laughs> Seventh ring, baby. Devlin Hodges. And if hey. Devlin Hodges won a Super Bowl, would Ben Roethlisberger come back? I mean, I mean we've all we've all said it. Man. We've all said it before. You just got to get to the dance. I'll never yes, forget. Do. I want to say was it Seattle? One year they got in and they won the, the NFC West. That was an awful division that year. I want to say they were eight and eight, maybe. I think they, they were seven and nine. Maybe seven and nine. They won their division. Everyone's like they shouldn't. They shouldn't host a playoff game, even though they had the better. Carolina, I want to say, had to go to Seattle and Seattle beat them. And everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Was it Seattle? I thought that was New Orleans. It could be. I don't. I think know. they beat. I think that's the game where Marshawn Lynch had quite possibly the greatest run in NFL history where he oh, was, that the, like, was that the Tecmo Bowl run? That might have been that game. I mean, <laughs> you know, my memory is terrible, but I know I think they beat New Orleans. I know somebody on the live chat knows. They're saying it was the Saints. They're saying it was yeah. the Saints, yeah. Because the Saints, so, I believe, were like 13 and 3. Something yeah. ridiculous. And they went so there. You and just beat. never know. We'll talk about that as the season progresses. Let's get to our next segment, which is based around something I'm actually really interested in, and I'm really interested on your take, and that is the Steelers running game. Uh, the last two weeks has been, well, I'm not going to say good, but it's been good for Pittsburgh in 2019. Do you think this was a product of the Steelers coming into their own as a offense that is committing itself to running the football? Is it a product of Benny Snell getting chances? Or is it a product of the teams they're playing? What are your thoughts on the running game? Well, obviously, it's because Benny Snell is the man. Clearly, oh, my gosh. Clearly. I can't, I can't believe you just said that. Clearly. <laughs> no, you know I'm, you know I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's a case of, you know, sometimes when you're put in a position where you have to do something well for you to win, when you're forced to do something and you have to do it well and you have to execute it, it starts to get better. They know as a football team, they can't go and sling it 40-something times and win a game. They know they can't do that. So they know that they have to run the ball better. And I think the more you ask an offensive line to pound and lean on teams, if you have a good offensive line, they love that. They love knowing that they're going to run the ball 35 times and they can lean on a front and just wear a front down. I mean, they love that. Having to pass protect and being pass sets for 45, 50 plays, that's that's tough. That's tough. They're reacting. They're not plowing. They're not mashing guys and moving forward. So I think when you inject Connor back with Snell emerging as that number two back, I, I, and you got Samuels as that number three guy, I, I think the running game will improve over time because I think they're committed to it. You get a healthy Connor. And, and I think with Connor and Snell, it can be physical as well and wear down on some defenses late. So I, I think the running game is on the uptick. Where do you put Kareth White when James Connor comes back? He's like that little scat back. Is he practice squad eligible? Well, yeah, he would. Well, he has to be on the the active roster for three weeks because they picked him up off the practice squad. So this would be the third game coming up. Uh, this Sunday, if he could so, play teams, he get a helmet. If not, he does play teams. He's a return man, so he he's the anti Ryan Switzer. He runs north and south, so he plays teams. So he, yeah. he plays teams. I don't think he gets carries. I got to get a carries to Connor White. Not not White. Excuse me. I got to give Connor uh, Snell no Jets 
and uh, Samuels. Those are my backs. I would take snaps away from Samuels and give it to White, especially in if you're looking to get him in space. Can he Unlike, catch, I haven't seen him catch it, though. He, he Catch it, sweep, whatever. Get him in space with someone in front of him. He is that guy that can make guys miss. The Steelers don't have that right now other than him. So I, I would know, the, only, the, the only thing, though, is with, with, with a quarterback so young – you know, you, you got to kind of hedge it a little. Do you want to introduce another very young offensive player in that mix? He's already you know, been there two weeks. I mean, they, they've been there. Shoot, man, at this point, they're blocking guys off practice squads left and right. Like, hey, you want to play? We got a spot open for you. Hey, here, here's a training manual. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Here. Let's go through it. You need to learn six uh-huh. plays. Look, <laughs> learn six plays, and then uh-huh. we'll get you into it. Like, you got these six. Hut-hut. <laughs> False I, I I would say I mean Samuels for me has been a little disappointing. He had a better game against Cleveland in spots, but when as as you can see, his carries are are cut, being cut down. The problem is is that neither he nor Snell, especially Snell, are great in pass protection, and that's a problem. Benny yeah. Snell is just he's a rookie. It takes time. You got to learn how to feel the pressure, where to go, when to cut in front of the quarterback, all that stuff. It takes time, and so that that's a liability when they're out there. So Here's that's one thing I will say uh, about uh, Benny, uh, no Jets, Snell, that in pass protection, he is eager. He is eager. He is physical. Yeah. Now, he may not pick the right guy, but he's not shying away from it. When he picks the right guy to block, oh, he, he's putting, you know, he's he's putting it on you. He, he is definitely trying to block you and get the right hat on the right shoulder, and he's physical in his pass protection. It's just trying to get him to pick up the right guy to block more consistently. But he's an eager, physical guy. And that's one thing I can say about Benny Snell is that Benny Snell is physical, and he's eager, and he's a guy that looks like he likes to play physical football, and he likes football. And so when you have guys that play with that type of attitude and physicality, you can work with those guys. Here's a good question from Rodney. I'll put this up on the screen here. What about Edmonds? So what do you do? With, I think Edmonds is is cut uh, once Connor comes back. He's just a guy. Is he a dash? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a guy. He's that guy. Oh, but I, this is a good. Brian Kellerman brings a good point. I didn't even think about this. Edmonds did play some snaps at fullback on Sunday. Didn't know if you noticed that. Maybe... That's what they're thinking for him. If he could develop into a use check, can he catch? Uh, he's caught the ball. I'm not sure I would say that he has trustworthy hands. but I mean, uh, is he going to be better as a fullback than Rosie Nix? No, this wouldn't be a long-term thing. It would just be for this season. No, no. Nah, nah. Nah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard it here for, first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a great breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you please elaborate on the first man, please? Sir? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Lance, let's get down to brass tacks and let's talk about this upcoming game in Arizona. This game scares me for a lot mm. of reasons. It really does. Um, does it scare me enough to sw- to sway my pick? Of course you not. To, you'll have to wait for the predictions. To know <laughs> oh, <that>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait with bated breath. So. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What scares me is that just like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray is a runner. He's not a scrambling quarterback. He is a runner. And I've watched some of the highlights of this guy. Holy crap, he can move. And he's got a cannon for an arm, too. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. That's another thing. They only have nine giveaways, nine turnovers. Until yeah. last week. They had about half of them last week. Well, okay, so they only have nine total yeah. though on the entire season. And if they – I don't even know how many they committed last week against the Rams, but I know it was a bad game for them. But I, I look at it and say, well, Pittsburgh has – we've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, they have kind of become this defense that is, well, we're going to get the big play. We're going to get that key turnover, whether it's week 12, the Devin Bush fumble on Tyler Boyd, whether it's last week, the fumble of Baker Mayfield or the interception by Joe Hayden. If you have a team that's not going to turn it over, that's going to make things a lot more difficult for the Steelers because their offense until last week had not scored more than one offensive touchdown, I believe, in like the last five games. It was an insane number. So what are your just initial thoughts on this trip out to the desert to play the Cardinals? Uh, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, road games, of course, are going to be tough. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, you bring up some really good points. I mean, I mean, they're going to have to obviously, like we talked about, they're going to have to run the ball well. They're going to have to get Chandler Jones blocked. And, you know, they're going to have to be really disciplined in how they rush Kyler Murray. I mean, one of the things is even though he's very elusive, I mean, they've given up 42 sacks, and I think the Steelers have 43 sacks. Well, Um, so I want to stop you right there because you bring up the sack numbers. You're right. They have 43 sacks. Lead the NFL in sacks. Listen to the splits. 35 of those sacks have come at Heinz Field. Eight on the road. Now, this comes from Dave Schofield, so he did the work, not me. With the eight on the road, it was one in each of the first four road games, but four of those came in the last game in in Cincinnati. Hmm. Interesting. So this defense is not getting home away from Heinz field, not getting home away from home. Huh? Uh There you go. So the Jets, just a little food for thought. Hashtag the more, you know, so that's interesting. Huh? That's a, it's a, that's a huge discrepancy in this in the in the numbers you know i wonder what the pressures or hurries or quarterback hits look like in those games as well and you take it that that's that's enough to make you want to take a deeper dive and, and look at it but one thing i mean you have to keep this little guy boxed in i mean he's a smaller quarterback he a little you, guy you, you you want to keep him boxed in and you know they're gonna have to keep eyes on him you don't want to play zone against him and the one thing about them is they do a lot of different stuff via formation. I mean, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have three wide receivers, four wide receivers, tempo, zone read. You know, some of the stuff that they dealt with with Lamar Jackson will help them from that perspective with the zone read. But they're gonna have to be very disciplined, keep him boxed in, and they're gonna have to be very physical with him. So even if you can't get home, you put hits on him. 
You know, you put hits on him. The Rams were very physical with Kyler Murray in that game, and they just had bodies around him. They had traffic around him, and it made it very difficult for him to maneuver in the pocket and to make plays. And when he's outside the pocket, you got to get your licks on him. You got to get your hits on him. But, you know, you got to take away that running game. I think their most dangerous weapon is Kenyon Drake. They didn't play against him against Miami, but, you know, Drake is a very good back, very elusive, and I think that's a guy that they have to fixate on um, in terms of this game. But they really have to be uh, very disciplined in how they rush Kyler Murray. I think that it, it's such a strange thing. It, I saw James Harrison on Fox Sports, I believe, they were talking about Lamar Jackson, and he talked about what Dick LeBeau used to tell the defense when they were playing a team that ran the football. And Keith Butler, people want to hate on the guy all they want. That's fine. He comes from the Dick LeBeau school. He was under Dick LeBeau for several years as the linebackers coach, and it was every time that guy has the football in his hands running a zone read, you hit him. You keep hitting him. Because once he becomes like, you know, he fakes and he runs, hit him. Like he's a runner. And you can hit him because it's it's part of the play action and all that stuff. And they said pretty soon, once you hit that quarterback enough times, whether he has the ball or not, he's not going to want to run those plays anymore. <laughs> he's going to say, "All right, coach, that's enough of that. Let's you know they're they're really putting a beating on me." He talked about when they used to play Michael Vick. There were some other quarterbacks that he named that were like RG three. He mentioned him when he was with Washington. So they certainly should have a plan in place and the question do you spy him or do you schematically plan for him i think you spy him I, with, I, I, with I who? probably devin bush you well, can't I, do bet, I bet they put baron on him hmm. baron so, can't run so it's that's interesting i would say bush initially um that, that, I, that, I say that baron be just because it's just like i do my uh Every every game day or day before depends on the, the game. Um, I do my X Factor article for the website. Like last week, I put Mark Barron as the X Factor. Why? Because this coaching staff is enamored with playing him, so he has to play well. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the fact. I mean, they're going to put him out there a lot. Bush's snaps are decreasing, so I don't know. It'll be. I know. I know one guy that they won't spy him with. They won't spy him with Vince Williams. I would. Really hope that he does buy him with this. <laughs> they, 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 they will not do that. But this Cliff Kingsbury offense is so unique to the NFL. You know, not many people were thinking about running this style of offense, and so this is going to be an interesting test. And it's it's the unknown that makes me have some pause when it comes to this trip to Arizona, because it's not a place that the Steelers have historically played well. Uh, it's not that they haven't won there before, but they don't typically play well in Arizona. And on top of that, you have this unique little, and I say little intentionally, this little guy who is just a strange, he's, he's, he's a different force than Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lamar Jackson reminds yeah. me of a Michael Vick because Vick was also bigger and had the speed and elusiveness. Kyler Murray, you watch him. He's like that little water bug, man. He just run around the place and make him plays. He does get sacked a lot. So the Steelers can get home. I like their chances. But um, what about the other side of the coin? Yeah, this is, I mean, I mean, any game with Devlin Hodges is going to be a game that could possibly be a tough game because, you know, the Steelers have struggled to score touchdowns. 
you know, in the last few weeks, and they're not averaging a lot of points. I think offensively, I mean, you just got to keep doing what you got to do. You got to grind. You got to not turn over the football. You got to block Chandler Jones, and, and, and you've got to pound it out and grind it out and just make plays where you can make plays. But particularly, you just can't turn the football over. Uh, but and when you get in the red zone, when you get your opportunities, you got to take advantage of those. But you got to continue to pound. And, and I think you can get Devlin Hodges outside of the pocket some to make some plays, but I think you got to give him some stuff that's in his comfort zone, some shorter stuff, some intermediate stuff, and, and just really pound the football. Hodges seems to throw the intermediate passes a lot better than Mason Rudolph. you agree? I would agree. He's more decisive then, in his reads. Then why the heck aren't they running this place more often? <laughs> <laughs> Be, because he's a young... Where's the quick slant? Lance, you could throw the quick slant. I could. You could throw a wide receiver screen. Where did I that could. play go? Where did that play go? They used to run the wide receiver screen when Martavis Bryant and Mr. Third and Fifth were there to the point where I got sick and tired of seeing it. That is right, Jeff. They have where not. I don't think I've seen it this year. Hasn't been there. Didn't they try to run a tight end screen last last against Cleveland last week? I don't know. I think I'm, it was. I've, they tried. I might have been profusely vomiting from watching Randy Features <laughs> off at that time. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, Duck is a rhythm guy. And you can yeah. clearly see when, when Duck is in a rhythm, Duck plays really differently. And, and, and whatever, how they're going to attack this, they got to get Duck in rhythm with some easy throws early. Um, you know, I, you know, I hope they don't come out, run, run pass, put duck in a third and seven early on the road, having to make a throw to convert a third. I mean, just give the guy some easy throws to get him started. Some stuff that are essentially runs where you can get five to six yards out of those and then start pounding the football. Yeah, it's uh, they go run. They're gonna go run, run pass. I don't want to say if because it's not an if; it's a when. When they go run, run pass, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed off watching the game, and I'm gonna be on Twitter on the Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter feed. You can follow us at BT Steel Curtain. Just going, ah, Randy Feetner should be fired, and I'm not that guy. I really am not. I wasn't. The, I wasn't on the hashtag Fire Haley bandwagon. And I'm not on the fire Feetner bandwagon either. I just think that Randy Feetner needs to be a little bit more trusting and just let their quarterbacks, whether it was Mason Rudolph, now Devlin Hodges, let them play. Let them play to their strengths. That's the only thing I don't get. But Lance, they're going down to Arizona, over to Arizona. And is this a letdown game? Or have we this is the the headline of this of this episode is 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 this a new Steelers team or is a letdown? For the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, I mean, you still got to realize you're playing a third-string undrafted rookie quarterback. It could look like anything every week, and his backup is Mason Rudolph. So there are no letdowns, right? There, there are no letdowns. What did we say a few weeks ago? There, there should be no high expectations any week given who you have playing quarterback, it could be anything. So, you know, all these games are, are games that are at risk, so to speak. These are games that they could clearly lose because in most of these instances, they're going to be playing teams that have better quarterbacks, not by just a little, but by a lot. I mean, Darnold's even better. 
Kyler Murray is better than Devlin Hodges, in my opinion. Not by a lot, but he's better. I mean, so, no, it would not be a letdown. I mean, because these teams are probably very even, right? I mean, Arizona Arizona averages about 20 a game. The Steelers do. The Steelers are better defensively. I mean, the Steelers aren't head and shoulders better than Arizona, and it's the National Football League, and you're starting a third-string guy. So Wait a second. So one team is 3-8-1, and one, and one team is 7-5, and five, and you're saying they're not that different? I think if you look at the carousel of players the Steelers have had, there's a big difference, especially on defense. The Steelers' defense is great. Yes. The Steelers' defense is way better, but you still you have a guy – and the guy's name is Duck. And the guy's name is Duck. The guy played at Sam, Samford. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Well, the Steelers fan faithful was rallied behind this. I'm just going to put this by Ben Builder on the screen here. He said, it's a good omen. I'm betting my parents' nursing home account on the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> he better hope that, that goes through. <laughs> they're, two, they're two and a half point favorites. Should they be? Yes, they should be because of the way Arizona got smashed last week and the Steelers are seven and five. It's gone up. It started out. They were just one point favorites. The opening line was one point and then it's increased to two and a half. So anyone that knows things about lines in the NFL, typically the home team gets three points. So the Arizona Cardinals are at home and it's more like a five and a half puts five and a half point swing. Five and a half points, giving five and a half, and the team averages like nineteen. I mean, that's that's. I mean, they're on their fourth quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's Vegas. I mean, you, you. I mean, they average nineteen, twenty. Let me just say twenty. Wow, five and a half, two and a half. Wow. Get to twenty every game. Pray for twenty-four. Lean on the defense. That's your recipe for success. Am I right? It's gonna have to be. I that's mean, that's exactly. the. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the one thing I can count on consistently with this team is that they're gonna get sacks, and they're gonna get pressure on the quarterback. And forty-three already. I wasn't aware that that was the the top number. I knew that they were, were 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 pretty high. Well, TJ, I believe he only needs like four sacks in the last. Yeah, he needs four sacks in the last four games to set a new Steelers record. James yeah. Harrison has 16. He has 13 and a half. He gets four. I'm sorry. At 16, does he have 12 and a half or 13 and a half? Someone tell me in live chat. I can't remember. He only needs like four sacks the last four games to, to break his single season record. It's insane. No one's talking about TJ Watt as defensive player of the year. Uh, I haven't heard it. If they are, I apologize, but I haven't heard it. Here's $5 from Raymond. Uh, he puts five in the tip trophy. We appreciate that. He says, Y'all keep saying, let them play. Look at how Rudolph played versus the Browns and Bengals when they tried to do that. These wins are more important than a quarterback. Look, I, I think we all would admit that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to win or lose, hopefully, based on their quarterback's play. Now, if they turn the ball over, that's a different story. They're going to win and lose by their defense, period. What do we say? What do we say in the last show, Jeff? Hashtag aggressively conservative. Yeah, you were all about the play the punt and you're forgetting sometimes that the punter can be inconsistent, but hashtag aggressively <laughs> conservative. There's a way to be conservative, but yet creative, you know, be creative. You can be conservative. You can be creative. You can start catering and playing to your defense. 
You know, when you have a really good defense that's bordering on being absolutely dominant, punts are okay. Punts are okay sometimes. And that's, a, yeah, you, you try to flip the field, you lean on your defense. I get it. So let's get down to it, Lance. Prediction time. <clears throat> you picked the Steelers to lose last week, and they won. Um, uh, you see how he, you see you hear you hear that wrestlers <laughs> how he uh, mixed that in. So I want to know who are you predicting this week, and what's your score? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I am going to pick your Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, no. No. The kiss of death. No. <laughs> the kiss of death. Uh, I think they get after Kyler Murray. I think they beat them up. Um, Arizona is not a really good football team. I think if you can block Chandler Jones and you can get after Kyler Murray, I think it's not more difficult than that and deal with the tempo. I think they got to tackle better, but I think they can go into Arizona and beat Arizona up. And I think because it's in Arizona and a number of Steeler fans like our caller or, or our listener to the show chimed in that it's going to be his first Steeler game, there's going to be a bunch of Steeler fans in Arizona. It's going to feel like a home game. So some of the, um, the difficulties of playing on the road with crowd noise, some of that stuff I don't think is going to impact um, Devlin and Duck Hodges. And so I think they're going to go out there. And I think they're going to beat Arizona. And I say they beat Arizona 24 to 13. Oh, man. Okay. I was close. We almost picked I, – I wrote down my prediction before we went on the air, and I said I, I, I like the Steelers to win. Shocker. Shocker, I know. Um, I said 27 to 13. I think that the Steelers offense will be able to move the ball. I think this is going to be as close as they get maybe to 30. They're going to be out in nicer weather. You know, you talked about the Pittsburgh West is what they always call the Cardinals because they always steal the players from the Steelers and they steal the coaches. I said 27 to 13. So we both say that the Steelers, hey, take them, giving the points, take them on the money line straight up. So, so 27 defensive score in there, or I don't think so. I don't think so this week. I felt it last week. I don't feel it this week, but I wouldn't be shocked. I think that the offense is going to take advantage of some turnovers. I think they're still going to get some turnovers this week. So you're saying three touchdowns, a couple field goals. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know I'm getting aggressive. This late in the season, 27 points. Watch out. In today's NFL, that's not that much. Conservatively aggressive. I see you, Jeff. Let's Before we call it a show, let's talk some stat lines here. Um, let's go over-under sacks of okay. Kyler Murray. Over-under, um, we'll say three and a half. I'm going to say over Okay, I like that. I'm going to say over. Takeaways. Two. I'll say a push. I'll say two. Fumble in the pick. 
because ironically enough, they have fifteen turn, they have fifteen interceptions and fifteen uh picks. It's pretty crazy, yeah. And are they top in the NFL now in terms yes. of takeaways? Yeah, yes. suck on Number that Patriots. Suck on that Patriots. That's all I got to say. But, about but that. not not in plus, not in plus minus. But but. Don't steal my thunder. All right. Okay. Okay. Suck on that Patriots. <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm very, I'm very proud of myself right now. The most important one: turnovers. Over under one. Does the streak end in week 14? No. <laughs> no. Is the streak ever going to end? Yes. You think it will? Yes. Chandler Jones, strip fumble. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. And then lastly, offensive touchdowns. I'm going to set it at uh, two and a half. Well, you got to go over. You said 27. Ah, but you said... 24. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. It's three All touchdowns right. and a field goal. It's the easiest way to get to 24. Easiest way to get to 24. Absolutely. So, all right, folks. There you have it. I, but, I wish I had you one thing. On, oh, do we yeah. get a. Um, how about a return? A return uh, A punt return of maybe over 25 yards. Well, they had a kick return of 35, I think, or almost yeah. 40 this last game. I would just be shocked if they win a game without a special teams penalty, let alone that's, a return of 35. No, definitely, no, definitely that over under on that. Don't don't yeah, don't bet that nursing home fund on uh, special <laughs> teams penalties because you'll be out in the cold. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, so Lance picks the team. I wish I would have pulled up all the, the people in the live chat. They're just like, no, please don't. <laughs> you know, in fact, you know, I'm teasing the topic for the Yeah, I Said It show on Friday, roughly entitled, I Got a Whole Lot of Stuff Wrong. So, oh, you, wow. know, you, you know, you guys are going to be happy about that one. And, you know, you guys are hoping I get this one right. But, yeah, I might title that show. I got a whole lot of stuff wrong. So I'm going to look through some of my old shows, kind of do a tally and see what I got right and what I got wrong. Wow. Holy cow, Raymond. He's talking about if Terrell Edmonds gets a pick, he'll donate his bank account to BTSE. That would be sweet. Hey, Raymond, you 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 good, Raymond. You 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 good, Raymond. That's might, a funny thing. It might only be twenty bucks in the account, but it's still twenty bucks. We'll take it. You good, Raymond? Um, you know, it could be bitcoins, whatever, whatever you have. You're not getting rid of them. You good? He's <laughs> not getting no bitcoins. Is bitcoin still a thing? Yes, it is. Really? I, yeah, I have some bitcoin. Do you? Pieces of bit, fractions of Bitcoin, because at the time Bitcoin was like super expensive. So I own pieces of a share of Bitcoin. So, all right, um, the Bitcoin talk. I yeah, all right. So let's uh, finish this off with uh, you know Heath Henry just said he just liked this podcast. People often say you know how can we help? Literally, like the show, like the yes. videos comment on the videos if you want to get into discussions in the comment section keep it keep it civil but by all means do so and then also 
when you subscribe to the channel, which if you haven't, please do subscribe to the channel. You want to go to the little bell, hit that, turn your notifications on. It can be a push button notification and email so that, you know, every time we go live, that's not just our show. That is obviously the Steelers hangover, the Steelers stat geek, uh, Steelers preview, which will be tomorrow night. And Sunday, Lance will not be on the post game show with me. He is uh, so- soccer dad duties. Yeah, soccer dad tournament duties. Yes. Yeah. So you will hear myself and Mr. Brian Anthony Davis. So yes. If I can say one yes. thing about Brian Anthony Davis is that if you tune in just for comedic relief, it'll be worth it. Yes. It Hashtag. will be worth it. Just take it, baby. Hashtag 2 a.m. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lance, why don't you send this off, man? As always, good folks, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Amen, brother. We will see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Have a good day, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So Join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.